We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? It's Monday, August 29th, and this is KCSN Update, your daily dose of Chiefs news and updates from us here at KC Sports Network. Now, if you're a Chiefs fan, please hit that like and subscribe button real quick. It's free. It'll make you feel good, and it helps people. And we are some of those people, and we would appreciate it. So thank you. Uh, Normally on Mondays here going forward, we will have our Stock Up, Stock Down report with a special guest in ESPN's Matt Miller, who, again, will be joining us as a recurring guest here on Mondays. Now, because of the fact that the roster cuts are coming on Tuesday and we haven't got into the season yet, we're actually going to start that series next week. But a little bit of breaking news for you that my buddy Matt Miller from ESPN uh, heavy into the draft, um, but uh, lives within Chiefs Kingdom uh, and follows it very closely and is close with players and, and some personnel staff. So uh, going to be a great guest for us throughout the season. Excited to talk with Matt every Monday going forward. But on this particular video, uh, we're going to go through our final projections here at KCSN uh, for the 53-man roster. And then later tonight, if you're listening to this or watching this video on Monday, the KC Lab guys are going live at 8 o'clock on all of our platforms. And they will really get into the roster and get into in-depth on some of the bubble players and what you should uh, look for on that. Uh, but in this video, we are going to break down the 53-man roster and talk through just um, at a high level uh, some of the the decisions that Brett Veach and his staff are going to have to go through. Uh, and we'll get to that right after this. You are listening to Casey sports network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas city sports fans with former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives and former insiders. This is the place for you. Casey sports network is proudly presented by Emprise bank, your partner impossible. All right, guys, by Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, more than a thousand players from around the league will be released as all of the rosters across the NFL have to be down to just 53 players. Uh, And then we've got waiver claims on Wednesday. So while the initial cut down on Tuesday will tell us a lot about this Chiefs team, it's not set until after waiver claims go through. And in the past, the Chiefs have we've seen it before with the magnificent seven back in the day uh, we had Ron Parker and all those guys that were picked up from Seattle. Well, chiefs have a pretty deep roster. So a lot of people are going to be wanting to pluck guys that don't make this chiefs roster as deep and as strong as it, as it is, but there are still some scenarios that are going to take place that I would expect to take place with this chiefs roster until we won't really know 
what the roster, the exact 53 are going to be until probably a few days later. Uh, and the one reason and the one thing to really keep an eye on um, as the Chiefs come down to these roster cuts, cuts is tight end Blake Bell. Uh, Andy Reid last week said of Bell and his impending return, because if you remember, he got injured in that final preseason game, or excuse me, in that second preseason game uh, with what was called a hip flexor injury, and then um, actually had to have surgery on it, which I was told by somebody who would know that that's actually a very uh, uncommon injury uh, for a football player. It's more uh, something that you would see from like a track athlete, but it's not necessarily something that you come back quickly from. And Andy Reid actually said that saying, I don't think it's going to be real quick. So what are the Chiefs going to do with Blake Bell? Because if they place him on injured reserve uh, during before the initial 53-man roster, then he's out for the year. We saw that with Derek Gore, the running back who fractured his thumb. He was placed on IR with that fractured thumb, and then his season is over because he wasn't on that initial 53-man roster. Whereas a player like Lucas Niang, who has not yet practiced and began training camp, training camp on pup can remain on pup and not count against that initial 53 man roster because he never went to practice. So the Blake bell situation is very interesting because he's got to make the initial 53 man roster in order to play this season. And so on Tuesday, when the rosters come out, I expect Blake bell to be on that because they want him to play this year. But if he's not going to be back for a few weeks, it's going to be really tough for him to gobble up a roster spot from these guys. So what you're probably going to see and what I would guess uh, would be Blake Bell's on the initial roster and then a day, maybe Wednesday, Thursday, whenever it is, he's placed on IR, which means he's out at least four weeks, which according to the timetables of you know the research you can do out there, it's about six weeks. So it's about right but a minimum of four games that Blake Bell would miss uh, by going on IR. But what that also means is the Chiefs have a decision to make. Um, they can either take a vested veteran, which means a player with at least four years of service, and cut that player. Not waive, because the, the distinction here matters. They can cut that player, and then they are not subject to waivers. And then as soon as Blake Bell is placed on IR on Wednesday, they bring that player right back. We've seen in the past guys like CJ Spiller, and there's been a bunch of guys that they've done that to. And I would, without knowing hundred percent, I'd say I almost guarantee that the veteran player knows uh, what the team is thinking and what they're doing and why they're doing it. And so what you'll see is maybe a player that might surprise you a little bit um, gets cut on Tuesday. And you're like, why are they do that? Blake Bell gets played placed on IR. And then that player comes right back and is re-signed onto the team. Now, you can risk a younger player by waiving them. And that's a player without four years of service, but then other teams can place a waiver claim on that player. So whether it's a player that some people would think that's on the bubble, like a Colin Saunders, they waive Colin Saunders. He is subject to being claimed by other teams on the waiver priority. If he's not claimed, then he can come back to the chiefs. So they have a decision to make on whether they're going to risk a younger player or just make some sort of you know behind-the-scenes agreement with a veteran player saying, hey, we're going to release you, but we're going to bring you right back as soon as we put Blake Bell on IR. And you have to wait for those transactions to go through. So sometimes you have to wait 24 hours for that to happen, for everything to officially go down the way that it's supposed to. So um, that is something that we are going to talk through a little bit on this video. I know the guys in the lab are really going to break it down later today. But um, first, let's hear this word from DraftKings. Kansas DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to the Sunflower State. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, all new customers will receive $100 in free bets when you sign up using code KCSN. Plus, one lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. 
That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. Soon you'll be able to bet on money lines, spread, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbooks. Plus, you'll be entered to win a $100,000 free bet when you sign up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code KCSN to get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Kansas. Plus, one lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements, one per customer. $100 issued is four $25 free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstake. Void where prohibited. Ends first day, DraftKings is allowed to operate in Kansas. See terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas. All right, now that we got through that, and make sure you sign up with DraftKings using the code KCSN, just like myself and all the hosts, and I know a lot of our supporters and a lot of the people in our Discord uh, have done that. So it should be a fun season to follow along with everything with that. We appreciate our friends at DraftKings. All right, well, now let's get started with the roster projections. And since we were just talking about Blake Bell and what might happen with him, uh, let's start with the Chiefs offense. Here are the 25 guys I've projected as of right now to make the initial 53-man roster for the Chiefs. Now, when you look at the quarterback, not a huge surprise with the starter and Patrick Mahomes, who, if you've been paying attention or following on social media or you like the NFL Top 100 list, checked in at number eight on the NFL's top 100 going into the 2022 season, which is lower than we've seen from him in the past. I would be hard-pressed to find seven other players better than Patrick Mahomes in the NFL. But again, these lists don't really mean anything. Uh, I know they project it as, you know, this voted on by the players and coaches and all those things. Uh, been in those locker rooms. I understand how the voting process takes place, and they do ask the players. Uh, they don't always participate. Uh, but again, doesn't matter, but if it's going to fire Mahomes up a little bit, along with all the other crap that we've heard all off season with him and the street ball comments and, um, that Tyreek Hill made him all those things. Uh, if it, if it motivates Patrick Mahomes, it's a good thing, but at the end of the day, don't think it means much. All right. And the other quarterback, Chad Henney, and that's going to be a conversation, the Shane Bouchelle conversation we're going to have here in just a minute. Let's get through the rest of this roster. But it's interesting to note that keeping two quarterbacks is something we've seen from Andy Reid over the last few years. Uh, it was the first time in, during his tenure with the Chiefs that this will be his 10th season. Uh, the first nine years uh, of you know him coaching the Chiefs, uh, only twice he only kept two quarterbacks. Every other year he had kept three, but it's been each of the last two seasons. So in 2020, kept just two quarterbacks, same last year, and then I'm projecting the same this year. It's just too strong of a roster, um, although Shane Bouchelle really did make a case, and I expect him uh, to be back on the practice squad and be on this team uh, in some manner just from what we've seen from him. Uh, shares a trainer with Patrick Mahomes, which is never going to hurt, uh, but we saw some athleticism, arm strength, and uh, – all the comments and just looked like he was comfortable out there. So would not be surprised to see Shane Bouchelle back on this roster, but I still think it's Chad Henney's um, position to be the backup quarterback for a team that you're trying to go win a Super Bowl. They're comfortable with Chad Henney going in and having to win a game or two. Should there be an injury like we saw during the Chiefs Super Bowl run, uh, the dis- 
Mahomes had the dislocated knee, the knee injury, uh, the kneecap, I should say, uh, in Denver. I remember because I was about 100 feet away on the sideline when that happened. Uh, and Paul Schreppel, uh, the legend of Paul Schreppel, uh, the Chiefs uh, doctor who ran out on the field and reset his kneecap and along with Rick and their whole staff taking care of Mahomes. But Matt Moore stepped in and played really well, gave them a chance um, to be in position to go and win that Super Bowl. So uh, really important for a team that's trying to win to have a veteran backup quarterback that you feel comfortable going in there and winning a couple of games if necessary during the season. Now, when you move on from the quarterbacks, you move to the wide receivers. Um, I have six wide receivers projected to make the Chiefs roster. I don't think there's a lot of surprises here at this point uh, with Juju Smith-Schuster, Sky Moore, McCole Hardman, um, Marquez Valdez-Gantling, Darius Fountain, and Justin Watson in no particular order. You can see on the nice depth chart graphics that uh, our guy Nick Streeter has made, uh, who's helping us out this season, doing some phenomenal work already. But uh, Darius Fountain, core special teams player. I think when you're looking for different places where you could remove guys, add guys, uh, that six wide receiver spot is always one that you could look at. But again, when you look in the first nine years uh, of Ch of Andy Reid leading the Chiefs, on seven of the nine years, he's kept six wide receivers. The other two times, he's only kept five, and that was in 2019. And then last year, in 2021, a lot also depends on how comfortable you feel with the guys you might get on your practice squad. So for the Chiefs this year, guys like Cornell Power, uh, Powell, maybe Corey Coleman. Um, and then you got Josh Gordon as a veteran who a lot of people know just haven't really seen a whole lot from him to in order to make this roster. And then what we've seen from Justin Watson, that guy has just absolutely killed it. And so not a huge surprise. And he looks more like a guy that could step in and play offense. And we've seen during the preseason preseason him step in and make plays not just being a core guy for Dave Tobe on the Chiefs special teams but again six wide receivers I have projected to make the Chiefs roster and then moving on to the tight ends I have the Chiefs keeping four tight ends we went through the Blake Bell uh, scenario I expect him to be placed on IR within uh, 24 to 48 hours after the Chiefs initial roster comes out and then again for them to bring someone back, which I'll get to in one second. But the four Chiefs tight ends, obviously Travis Kelsey, Jody Fortson, and Noah Gray. And then obviously there we've been talking about Blake Bell. Um, speaking of the NFL top 100, the Chiefs only had two players listed in the top 100. The other one being Travis Kelsey, the tight end who comes in at number 10, the highest ranked tight end on this list. Tight end's a tough position when you compare it to others. Patrick Mahomes is easy. He plays quarterback. I think he should be the number one uh, quarterback listed uh, on that roster, or excuse me, on that ranking. But Travis Kelsey coming in at number 10, you can't convince me that he's not one of the best 10 players in the NFL. So uh, I, I respect that uh, decision right there from him. But let's move on to the running backs because this is where it starts to get a little interesting. So I do have the Chiefs keeping what's ultimately five running backs. I consider the fullback and I just kind of loop them in there because uh, I've always kept one fullback since Andy Reid has been here. Uh, but I do have the Chiefs keeping four running backs plus the one fullback and those four running backs, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, and then Ronald Jones. And I don't know if it's just because I'm looking too much into what we heard from Brett Veach during the final preseason game where he listed off all the running backs and he listed Ronald Jones. Was he doing that to try to drum up some interest in him? They, they featured him a little bit uh, during the pre that final preseason game. Um, I felt better after watching that final preseason game and felt more around the optimism that I had when they originally signed him in the offseason as a player that I remember coming out of college because he was compared and not fairly, uh, mind you, we haven't seen it 
at that level, but compared to Jamal Charles coming out of USC. Now he has had some big games and he's played in some big games uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his career. Uh, but running back is a position that, you know, guys get banged up. You're going to need multiple guys. And if they are comfortable with Ronald Jones and the fact that Brett Veach had mentioned him during uh, that broadcast, again, maybe it was to drum up interest. I'm going to go ahead and put him on the roster right now, which is different than the last time that we did this. But you had the injury to Derek Gore, which I don't think he was competing against Ronald Jones for that spot in that I didn't think Derek Gore was going to beat out Ronald Jones for his spot based on what we've seen so far during the preseason. Uh, But uh, some of the other injuries, the Blake Bell one, um, and some of the other stuff that's just gone on, plus what I heard from Brett Veach, I would not be surprised for them to keep Ronald Jones. I don't think they want to go back to a C.J. Spiller situation where you're cutting and signing guys all the time uh, at that position, especially when you've got uh, young players in there, uh, like an Isaiah Pacheco, a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who still going into his third year. I uh, expect a big year from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. There's a lot of eyeballs on him. There's been a lot of people with a lot of opinions on Clyde, but uh, I did talk with my guy, Nate Taylor, who will be joining us tomorrow on KCS and update with our five burning questions. But I remember asking him last week, who do you think finishes as the chief's leading rusher? And we both agree that we still believe it's going to be Clyde Edwards, Elaire, regardless of all the hype surrounding and for good reason, the hype surrounding um, Isaiah Pacheco and what he might be able to do in this offense. So uh, those are the five running backs plus Michael Burton at fullback. So let's move on to the offensive line. And this is where uh, the Blake Bell thing comes in for me, but I have the chiefs keeping eight offensive linemen, uh, which is not abnormal for Andy Reid during the first four years of his time with the chiefs they actually only kept uh, eight offensive linemen. That was from 2013 to 2016. And then from 2017 to 2020, those next four years actually kept nine offensive linemen on the initial 53 man roster. And then last year they kept 10. Um, I do think they end up with nine, uh, but the first eight, I believe that will make the roster are Orlando Brown, Jr. Uh, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and Andrew Wiley. That's your starting five. And then I've got Jaron Christian, Nick Allegretti. And then I do have them keeping Darian Kennard. Um, he's another one of those players that some people have an opinion about, opinion on thinking that he might not make the roster. They don't think they've seen enough. I don't think that's even a question. Uh, he's a mid-round draft pick that's flashed at times, uh, who's got some skill set, needs some refining, but uh, it's not a player you want to give up on. And he would absolutely, I believe, be scooped up by another team and uh, claimed on waivers. I don't think they've uh, seen enough of him uh, to make that kind of judgment to to give up the resource like they used uh, with that draft pick to bring him in. So those are the eight offensive linemen that I have the projected to make the initial 53-man roster. Now, within 24 to 48 hours, I would expect Austin Ryder is the guy that I would project to come back. Veteran player can play all three interior offensive line positions, similar to Nick Allegretti, but you want to have multiple offensive line. And I'm not sure on the interior uh, who could end up on the practice squad that you'd feel comfortable bringing up if there were multiple injuries up front. So Austin Ryder is that veteran that I would project. And again, completely guessing I expect it to be somebody I don't think it would be a young player that you'd subject to waivers hoping somebody doesn't claim him so I think the best thing is to find a veteran who you can release and then turn around and bring sign right back uh so Austin Ryder is my guess for that so the Chiefs would end up with nine offensive linemen once Ryder's resigned uh, but those are the eight that I have uh set to make it initially now what could be different um, I want to go through this real quick before we move to the defense. Uh, Austin, obviously, I just talked about Austin Ryder, some other people and their projections. It could be different, and it could entirely end up different with Ronald Jones, Therese Fountain, and then Shane Bouchelle. I just don't think the Chiefs 
can afford to keep three quarterbacks as deep as their roster is and with the talent that they would have to let walk away strictly to keep what you're hoping is a future backup quarterback on the roster. I think you're going to need all of the guys that we just went through um, all the way through from special teams to um, backups. If there's injuries, I just don't see them keeping three quarterbacks uh, with this deep of a roster. So those are the guys that I could see being different. Um, if you had to choose right now and say, Hey, my projection wasn't correct on the offense. I think it's going to have something to do with those four guys right there. I think the rest of them um, I feel pretty comfortable with. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So let's move along to the defense and what we project here uh, with the Chiefs and, and who's making this 53-man roster. Let's start with the D-line. Uh, Mike Dana, Derek Nottie, Chris Jones, and Frank Clark, they have been your starters listed on the Chiefs depth chart. Um, but as we've talked about in the past, your top defensive lineman for the Chiefs only played about 58% of the snaps last year. Those guys rotate all the time, so you need a lot of bodies. I have the Chiefs keeping 10 defensive linemen this year. Last year on the initial 53-man roster, they had nine defensive linemen who were kept, and then in 2019 and 2020, the other two years since they had switched to the 4-3, uh, they had 10 defensive linemen in each of those two years. So not a surprise for them to keep that many. Uh, but behind those starting four, George Karloftis, uh, Danny Shelton, Tershawn Wharton, uh, Carlos Dunlap, Josh Kando, and Colin Saunders. And so I would say of all of those names, Danny Shelton may surprise some people. He's going to play a lot. This is a veteran player they brought in. They signed at this point in the offseason uh, to come in. He wanted to be on a good team. Danny Shelton wasn't going to come try out uh, to be on a team at this point in his career. Based on a lot of the comments that we heard from him, I would be shocked if Danny Shelton did not make the initial 53-man roster. Uh, but two of the players that I can see other people having different opinions on would be Colin Saunders and Josh Kando. I just think with Colin Saunders, you have an athlete, a very athletic interior defensive tackle who can sh has showed some stuff in the pass rush this uh, throughout this preseason and up at training camp. Um, he's one of my favorite players coming in the draft. An awesome dude just to be around, but he brings something uh, in a skill set for a big body who can move the way he does. I would love to see him get some plays on offense. If you go back and watch him at Western Illinois and some of the – I mean, he was playing fullback, catching ball, catching touchdowns. I mean, very much like the Don Tari Poe, the Chris Jones, the way that they've used some defensive guys in the red zone or on the goal line. 
I think Colin Saunders could be one of those guys with athletic as he is for his size. Uh, but I think he brings enough on the defense as a rotation. If you have some injuries that uh, he could fit into some packages, give a breather and give you a little bit of a ju- some juice uh, coming off the bench. And then Josh Kando, long athletic pass rusher. You don't give up on those guys that easily. And we've seen him get in there a little bit, want to see a little bit more, but I don't think they're ready to give up on him. So I've been keeping 10 defensive on right there. And then five, uh, linebackers, not a surprise, I don't think, if you've been watching any of our content. But those five linebackers being Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, Elijah Lee, Leo Chanel, and then Darius Harris taking that fifth spot. Again, I don't have them keeping Jermaine Carter, the veteran they signed from the Panthers this offseason, who I believe had 88 career tackles last year. Um, or excuse me, <laughs> career tackles. 88 tackles last season for the Carolina Panthers as a veteran that – sign that I just don't don't think he had a great preseason don't think he showed enough to edge out some of these other younger players that they're going to want to keep on this roster and so those are the five linebackers I have the Chiefs keeping and again that's not um, far off from what we've seen since they've switched to the three four it's either been five or six in 2019 they kept six linebackers 2025 2021 they had six linebackers and then this year I have them going back to five because I believe they're going to want to keep uh, Colin Saunders, those guys up front. And again, with the linebackers, guys like Jack Cochran, Mike Rose, two of those undrafted free agents that flashed during the preseason and during training camp, expect those guys to end up back on the practice squad. And then if you need a you know depth linebacker to come up and play special teams and be there just in case on game day, um, you'll have that opportunity with those guys on the practice squad, uh, which I think is a higher ceiling than some other positions that you would have to pull um, guys off the practice squad for. Moving on to the cornerback position, and this is where it starts to get interesting and some some changes from the last time that we did this. But the six cornerbacks I have the Chiefs keeping are Trent McDuffie, Legereus Need, Rashad Fenton, Josh Williams, Jalen Watson, and Chris Lamonts. Uh, last time we did this, I had DiCaprio Boodle uh, listed. I don't. I think Chris Lamonts outplayed Boodle. Uh, during the last couple preseason games. I think they were neck and neck. I think they're both great special teams players. Uh, but I give the edge to LeMans right now. If Boodle ends up, am I going to be shocked? No, but that's where I'd put him. And I think Jalen Watson has done enough to earn a spot on this team. I don't think that he would survive um, making it through waiver claims. I think somebody else would give him a shot. Somebody on a, a team that doesn't have the firepower that the Chiefs does right now that wants to basically snag an extra draft pick uh, and you know stock their their depth, like what we saw from the Chiefs back in 2013, 2014, when they were picking up guys on the waiver wire that were better than the guys they had in-house. So uh, we definitely see them keeping those six corners right now. And then the four safeties, I don't think there's been a lot of uh, disagreement on the four safeties for the Chiefs, and that being Juan Thornhill, Justin Reed, Deion Bush, and Brian Cook. I think those guys are pretty set as being the four safeties. And again, the Chiefs, about half the time that Andy Reid has been here, have kept four safeties a couple of years uh, with Steve Spagnuolo they kept five but those guys are versatile we saw with Tyron Matthew that he played kind of a little bit of everywhere and so those guys being so interchangeable not going to be surprised if they keep six corners and four safeties now what could be different from you know this projection to what others could be thinking right now I mean obviously we talked about Colin Saunders uh, the Josh Kando Malik Herring wouldn't completely surprise me I just think we've seen a little bit more from Kando and then Lamont's Boodle we talked about and then some people uh, might not 
have them keeping Jalen Watson, but for anybody who's been paying attention to what this uh, what this guy has done, Jalen Watson should be on the 53-man roster. He might not be active on game days every week, uh, but he's definitely a guy that they're not going to want to give up on um, being a young corner. Compare with like Trent McDuffie, Jalen Watson works out, Josh Williams works out, uh, and these guys make the roster. You've got three corners on this rookie class on rookie deals for the next, you know, four slash five years for McDuffie being that first round pick with the option year. Uh, you've really done a good job of setting yourself up, not just with young talent, but young talent at premium paid positions. And that means absolutely everything. So that is what I have for the chiefs 53 man roster. Please let me know what you think in the comments. If you disagree with any of these picks or if you love the picks and if you love them, please hit that like and subscribe button. And if you're listening to this on audio on Apple podcasts, please leave us a review. Give us a rating. Please hit that five star. It does matter. And lets other people know when they're searching around that this is content that they're going to want to listen to. So most people don't get on the internet, say a lot of positive things. So we're asking if you enjoy what you're listening to, Please take two seconds out of your day and go and give us a rating and review. We would appreciate it. And that's all we've got for today's KCS and update. Appreciate you for watching and listening. Please don't forget, like I just said, to like and subscribe. And we appreciate uh, all of your support and us trying something new. We're about 16 months old now with the KC Sports Network, and we don't just cover the Chiefs. We've got KU, K-State, Mizzou, Royals, and a lot of other interview-style shows that cover a lot of different things related to the Kansas City sports scene. So we're definitely trying something different. And with the Chiefs specifically, we know there's a lot of places you can go to get content and to get fabulous content. There are a lot of really good people out there doing a lot of great work. And we appreciate being one of those places that you stop by to get your Chiefs news and updates. So for myself and everybody at KC Sports Network, we appreciate you for watching. Until next time, everybody, please go out there and be kind to one another. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.